Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Sherry is presented by the writers and illustrators of the future. They have been providing a means for new and budding writers to have a chance for the creative efforts to be seen and acknowledged. Welcome to Chatting with Sherry. Tonight we welcome back actor Shakita Smith. She's an actor, a producer, a writer. She has many paths. We're going to talk about several subjects. Um, there was a little technical difficulty. There was a delay, so sometimes we can't hear each other. Otherwise, it's a really smooth interview. And here's Shakita. Hi, Shakita. Welcome back to the show. Ah, thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. It's been a while. I know. I know. I'm just saying safe and out there. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, it's been a crazy time. Uh, how are you dealing with the lockdown? It's been um, challenging, but it's been pretty good. I've been doing some things that I've been always wanting to do, which is do a lot more writing and um, uh, kind of, you know, do a little bit more storytelling and catching up on some films that I wanted to watch. Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because... Um, I love uh, certain movies, and uh, I I watch a lot of Turner Classic, and okay. and I was um, they they have a thing that's a a podcast now that's called The Plot Thickens with Peter Bogdanovich, the director, and oh, nice. it's really interesting because I mean I I knew he's a great director. He's done some of my favorite movies. Uh, he wrote and directed some of them, and so I was like really excited. But um, and I and I knew about the um, the Dorothy Stratton tragedy. You know that he was engaged to her and stuff. But his right. whole life is like this. His life could be a movie. <laughs> wow, which is true. Which is true. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's, I mean. Because I didn't know, you know, he always was talking about Orson Welles and Cary Grant. And so I sort of thought that he was brought up in L.A. sort of, um, you know, maybe his parents were in the business or something. But no, he was was writing for a magazine in college and he asked to do interviews with them. And 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 then after he did the interviews, he became friendly with them. And that's how he started, writing interviews. I never knew that. Right. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. I didn't even know that. Thank you for letting me know that. Uh, Yeah, it's it's really worth listening to that one. And, you know, I love, I I mean, I do a podcast, but it's not just that. I just like hearing stories about people's lives. I think it's fascinating. And um, it's in seven parts. And it's just, it's only audio, just like the, like we do. Um, and Ben Mankiewicz is the interviewer from Turner Classic Movies. And he's very delicate when he comes to delicate parts of his life. It's very sweet. Mm. But, but it was like, I'm like, <laughs> please like what's, not, what's Up Doc. It's my favorite of your movies. Please like What's Up Doc. And he did. <laughs> right. Because how many times have you heard somebody who created your favorite movie and not they don't didn't really like it? <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting. 
You're like, whoa, it kind of hurts because it's your favorite of their movies and they don't like it. Right, right. <laughs> um, so, what movies have you been watching? Anything interesting? Well, what I have been binge watching is uh, Daredevil. Um, I didn't know that the Daredevil on Netflix was really, really good. Um, Vince, he's really good, Deborah. And the reason why I got so into with that particular uh, uh, show was because the writing and the storytelling and even just the actors are so grounded. And I love how they just introduce other characters and include or um, introduce just other dynamics of the story all in one. Interesting. Yeah. So, and it's, it, uh, Vincent, who was playing like the Kingpin, he's so, I, I love him only because of how he does character development and how he just kind of just glue the characters together and like he really does method acting and I, and I think that is just so amazing. Even the cadence of how he speaks is like great. I think it's fascinating. I think, and it's also fascinating uh, listening to someone that did, like, a, an actor you really admire who started not doing uh, Method and then they did Method and now, and now they kind of come out the end doing their own thing. They kind of taken their original way of doing it with the Method way of doing it and they created their own method, I guess, you could say. <laughs> right, right, right. Which is good. Which is good. Um, do you have a, a way of acting? Do you, are, are you a method actress? I am. In, in, certain, um, in certain roles. Um, I know the one that I booked, um, Broken Scale, it's me portraying a cop who killed a um, killed a Caucasian scene. It's like one of those social injustices of what we're going through right now. Yeah. And it's interesting because now you see it from a different perspective of being a woman killing a um, a kid by, uh, I would say accident. It was actually truth that she actually did it, but not uh, for, for wrong reasons. He actually um, tried to kill her, and so she just used her uh, police tactics to uh, defend herself. So um, I, I had to do a ride along, you know, with a cop to kind of just see what they go through from a day to day standpoint. And um, it's tough; it's very tough to be to be a cop in. Um, I think it's interesting for me, not being one, to actually witness the things that they go through. It's interesting. I, I, when I was young, I um, was an extra on a show that you probably never heard of. It was called T.J. Hooker with Bill Shatner. Okay. And uh, we ha there was a cop that was a consultant on the show. He was really, really a nice man. He was like, uh, he, w he retired as a desk sergeant. He never wanted to be a detective. He liked being a death sergeant because he liked to diffuse situations. That was his talent. 
and right. he was but he before he was a street cop and that was what the show was about so he had a lot of knowledge about being a street cop and he used to tell some because he was around during the first civil rights movement in the 60s and he used to tell some really interesting stories about that period because um, uh, he was a cop in LA and right. and um and I told him, because we had a neighbor down the block from us who was a policeman, and I said, I said, I remember when the 71 earthquake hit, I was n like almost nine, I was a little girl, and my, and my parents and the other people, because of what happened before the Mansons, um, uh, didn't believe the kids who came to tell us that we were being evacuated. Oh wow! Because of because of the Manson family, they were scared that they were actually going to do something, you know. And it, it it was a terrifying period. That period when the quake hit and everything, because even though Manson was in jail, the Manson family was still out there. Right. And so um, my dad says, well, our neighbor's the policeman. I'll walk down and ask him because he'll know. But when my dad stepped out of the house, he was coming up the path, and he said, I know what you're going to ask me. Yes, it's true. We're all evacuated. Take right. your <laughs> Start packing and get out. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> but, I mean, it was just... We trusted him because he was a neighbor and he was a really good guy. It wasn't any of that uh, animosity. It was that, and it, it wasn't that these kids did anything wrong. It was, it was because the Manson family kids, if you remember, just looked like any other teenagers or twenty-year-olds. So they were scared, and it was all everybody, the whole neighborhood. Wow. Yeah. It was a, it was a it we had civil rights, the LA riots, we had the Mansons. We, it was not a nice time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I hate that. That's interesting. The um but uh it's a different time. Um it, but there's some things that are similar. It I was a, I was a baby, so I don't remember that. I remember the '92 um, riots because of Rodney King, right? Who was a very nice guy. I always felt sort of sorry because this guy is thrown into the media, who was pretty much a babe in the woods, and I really felt sorry for him. <sighs> right. <laughs> That's funny. I that's the way I felt about him. I just um I you'd listen to him talk and he was like he seemed to be like not really understanding even why people were asking him questions. It was like I it, it, he was at this place, this happened, it was part of his life, but why are you asking me about all these other people? I don't know. I mean, that was sort of what I got from him when he was being interviewed. Did you ever... I don't know if you were around during that. <laughs> no, I don't think I was. <laughs> yeah, I felt sorry for him. <laughs> right. I was like, no, I wasn't around that time, but I've heard, I've heard stories. <laughs> yeah. I just... 
I think he was he he made a mistake. The cops made a worse mistake, and it, if if it, if it pretty much wasn't for um, the craziness that happened, poor Rodney probably would just gone on with his life, and nobody would have known who he was. <laughs> Which is true. Which is true. I felt, like I said, I felt sorry for him. Which is, which is understandable. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy times we live in right now. Um, now it's worse to me. It seems to be worse, don't you think? It is. Yes. 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 It, I mean, it was. It's, and it's just, it's just crazy. It, it's crazy. You know what really scared me of everything that happened? Seeing those, I, I, I don't know if they were police or National Guard or what, in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Mm. That picture yeah. of all of it, I think, I mean, the, I, was, I, I live in the area where um, the, the riots were going on and looting. That scared me personally because I'm, it was all around me. But on a national level, seeing those poor kids that weren't doing anything peacefully gathered and these people that look like something out of Star Wars facing off in front of our, our tribute to one of the people who signed the Emancipation Proclamation, it just blew my mind. <laughs> right. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot. It, it's a lot. And I just can't fathom how people would think about, um, think about those times and how people can just be so cruel. I know. I just, also, another thing that, and this is just me personally, I don't know, I've heard other people say the same thing. He turned the lights on the White House like he owns the building. Wow. The li all the lights in the White House were turned off. He is he it's not his home. He is he lives there but it's not his home. He's right. in guardianship of it. He's not allowed to do that. It's supposed to be a symbol of goodness, not a symbol that he's the guy is in or a guy is out. It's supposed the lights are supposed to be on whether he's there or not. <laughs> right, right. Uh, don't, yeah, I better shut up. Um, <laughs> there, it, uh, is, it was really upsetting, but, um, how, you know, what are you thinking? Um, like I said earlier, it's, it's upsetting. Um, the day and time that we're, we're living in, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard, but I think right now things are going to be changing. We're drastically changing currently. I think that's good. I think maybe it's another level, like the coronavirus is making us aware that everybody is the same and anybody can be affected. It doesn't matter what part of life you're in, um, that this affects everybody. And, and maybe this is going to do the same that there's so many people that cares from every walk of life 
that all over the world maybe it'll make do some good I don't know but I'm praying that it does <laughs> right it, it is it's, it's going to change and it's going to it's going to evolve because now it's not only affecting the people that was involved it's, it's affecting the whole our, our faith you know our, our world um, on how this is being handled and I think people are going to like you said it's going to it's going to be changed from a different perspective you know coronavirus I mean the pandemic it's really gave different perspectives on you know what we should be focused on and what we shouldn't be focused on mm-hmm. and, and how we should you know live our days day after day and it should make people more compassionate that's that should be one of the outcomes, caring, compassion, understanding. I agree. I agree. Totally. I totally agree. I totally agree. Because totally. Yeah. we can't survive without each other. That's what right. I, that's, and I worry, uh, I was worried about the animals, but I'm understanding that uh, they're doing better than we are. Um <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are actually. <laughs> that um that it's giving a you know endangered species a break. You know they're not they they're able to live their lives a little bit happier. <sighs> At least yeah. that's not everywhere, but that's in some parts of the world, and that's good news. That's only good news I've been able to latch on to right now. <laughs> right. Um, so you said you're working on writing. What are you writing, or can you tell? <laughs> no, so I'm writing this funny, interesting comedy. It's a horror comedy, and basically I thought about it during the pandemic. Oh. And I basically was saying how a couple, you know, had, like, relationship issues. And then afterwards, they decided they want to, like, go on a trip because they've been stuck in the house together for the long period of time during the pandemic. And, like, the, the, uh, the boyfriend is more of, like, he doesn't want to go, you know, especially the times that we're living in. But the woman is, like, very emotional. It's like, I've been in the house for so long. I just need a break for the weekend. And so they ended up going on this trip, but it was a trip, excuse my language, from hell. <laughs> <laughs> because they, um, they ended up going to a cabin where the neighbors were basically uh, in a cult. And anybody that actually goes to this particular cabin is said to be uh, sacrificed. And so now it's this interesting thing where it's like the, the, um, the boyfriend is like, I told you. And then she's like, I didn't know. It's <laughs> just an interesting story because then at the end you would think that the boyfriend was the one that got us got them um, out of it, but really what we find out is that the girlfriend father taught her like uh, like army stuff and machetes and stuff, and the boyfriend didn't know. So like she starts like doing these martial arts 
uh, techniques of fighting choreography with the people, and she's and they're like, what? and then her boyfriend's like, wait, wait a minute, I didn't know you got to do that, and she's like, for my dad. So it's like every time that she does something, it's like it's so cool. It's like it's like you would expect for the other gentleman to do that, but at the end, it's like they go home, and he's like, I told you I didn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> You never know where ideas come from. It's just one of those weird things, isn't it? Right, right. Which is true. Which is true. <laughs> but they're blessed. They're a good thing. Anytime you get an idea and you start writing, that's a good thing. <laughs> right. So, and then I, um, what did I do? So I also booked a lead in, um, on a show for mental health as well. Hmm. And I just was that like uh, two days ago where I'm playing a mother who, um, who's who been dealing with postpartum and she doesn't know how to handle it well. And so the story just goes through how a woman feels from day to day. Um, that's an interesting idea. The the day to day part of it is that would be different, right? Because a lot of people just deal with it, but I don't think I've seen um, any films or projects where they talk about it or anything like that. And we also only hear the people not dealing with it, the bad stuff. You know, people doing terrible things because of it. Um, we don't hear about the people that are dealing with it and and, and come out better, you know, because there's a lot of people who do that. Uh, so it would be good to have that. <laughs> right. Balance. Yeah. Balance is always good. <laughs> right, which is true, which is true. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so is that going to start as soon as uh, lockdown ends, whenever that is? It's going to be um, in two weeks, actually, <laughs> at the end of the month. So How are you doing like, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you going to do it? Is it, like, going to be one of those things where you uh, are doing it from your home and recording yourself? For that, for that no, no, so I, someone booked me for that. I actually am flying out to shoot that um, in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah, so crazy, right? But yeah, yeah, productions are still going, and they're still trying to, you know, shoot projects and films. Yeah. Because from what I understood, I thought everything was shut down completely. Um, that's good news. It's good things, <laughs> yes, but then now, because I'm due to SAG with certain restrictions. Because I have to go. I had to do. Uh, I had to go get a check, like COVID nineteen. Um, and, you know, basically uh, exempt me from, you know, not exempt, but basically clear me for working. They, uh, I was talking to a friend who, um, she's in another country, and she works at a hospital. And uh, every morning, uh, even though she doesn't, she's not near, she's in an office, she's not near the patients, but every morning she has to have a check to make sure she's okay. Oh before she walks into the hospital, even though she's not near the patient. She's in the administration section. 
I thought, oh, and wow. it's a different country, so they're handling it different. But I thought, that's actually really smart. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah, and uh, she's fine with it. And every, almost all the workers are. Because and then there she she says that she thinks that the way that they're handling it are, is making the fear less than in other parts of the world, and it, it does sound that way, doesn't it? Right. Which is true. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, do you have an idea in your head what you want to do as soon as we're free to do exactly what we want to do? I mean, other than working, are you going to, like, what's the first thing you want to do? You want to go to a movie? You want to go to a play? You want to go to a concert? You want to go on vacation? <laughs> what, what, what do vacation you sounds fantastic. I feel like I down. Um, but even with that, it's like uh, you have to be very careful. Um, mm. I was telling a friend of mine that, you know, when you're acting, you have to be clear every single time. You don't want to slip up and, you know, catch the coronavirus. Yeah. So it's like you, you really have to be careful, um, especially this year, due to the fact that we don't have a vaccine as of right now. Yeah. Yeah, they said that. And I, I keep thinking about this. Um the Spanish flu in 19, I think it was 1917 1917 or 1918 uh, they in San Francisco they had flatlined the area and so they released all of the patients and they got it back worse so I was like we have, and because there was also no, you know, Spanish flu was a very scary thing, and there was no uh, way, it was back in the, you know, during World War One, right before, right after World War One, and so they didn't have a lot of, you know, they didn't have penicillin, they didn't have a lot of the stuff we have today, um, but we actually should take a lesson from history, like something like that. And not say, oh, I want to work, I want to go. Of course, we all want to work. We all want to get out and do stuff. We want to go to a movie, we want to go to a coffee shop. But, you know, it's better to stay safe than uh, do it and get it back worse. That's one thing I, I think is a lesson to learn. Right. Right, which is true. Right. But, um, yeah, I was, <laughs> one of my friends said, what do you want to do? I just want to go to a movie. Right. A lot of people want to just go to movies. I just, I don't know. I just, I need a break. I need to relax and just dance the night away from where I'm at <laughs> Yeah, I was actually thinking about that, too. Like, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't even have to be far away. It's just an, uh, like a vacation destination. In the state of California, not far, just just for a weekend, just <laughs> just get away. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, a weekend retreat. Doesn't that sound nice? That's beautiful. It doesn't have to be fancy. Just away. <laughs> right. 
Um, so our, so the project that you were talking about that you wrote, are, are you, is it done or is, are you still in the midst of it? I'm still working on it. It's the final stages. Um, it, it won't be something that I'll be shooting right now, but it will be something that will, that I'll be shooting um, later down the line once everything gets, you know, smoothed out and uh, a little bit more space to even shoot. Um, I know that uh, Loud Films, the last time I talked to you, I directed uh, Truth is Up There. And right now, we actually just did another film called Switch That Love in Loud Films. And Jamal, and what he actually, um, he actually directed that in the comedy. That, was, that is going to really, really well. And it's going to be out this year because we just did the final stage on that one. So, um, and, and what's the name of it again? Switched at Love. Switched at Love. And what do you play, or are you allowed to say? <laughs> say that again? Are you allowed to say what you played? Yeah, 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 because it's out. The trailer's out, actually, too. Um, I play Carla, who's one of the leads, and she's basically a, a woman that uh, is dealing with a man that... Um, they're not seeing eye to eye, and so basically the friend, a friend of theirs, switched her and her friend's phone, and so now they go on dates with the opposite person, unknowingly, to see if it's a match or better than what they already currently have. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end, you realize that, you know, it's better to be with the person, but just fine. Uh, find the truth and how to make your relationship better. Um. So when we see this, is it good? You probably don't know yet. Is it is it going to be a movie or is it going to be a TV show or is it going to be streamed? Do you know what was? No, it's going to be more streamed. Um. Obviously, right now that's the biggest thing right now. VOD video on demand. Um. Because everybody's at home or quarantining. Um, do I know specifically where I do not? But once I do, I definitely, uh, definitely let you know. Cool. Um, and do you have anything else that you're writing? No, that's about it at the moment. That's cool. Um, so, uh, so people will know how to get in touch with you. Do you have a website? And what's your social media? My website is for taking the time out for coming on the show. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And thank you for chatting with Sherry.
Thank you.